Hey there. Thanks for listening to the Reliance Podcast. Join us Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock, 9.30 or 11. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. It's a real privilege to be here this morning. Um, We love this family and we're grateful that we get to be a part of it. Um, A lot of you might have first met us, a little thing called the Father's House back in our young and crazy days. Um, When we first moved back to town, (laughs) my wife and I bought an old abandoned house next to East High. Um, Couldn't get a loan on it because it was in too much of a mess and uh, Reliance came out and helped us rehab and restore that house just so we could be present in the neighborhood and the lives of the kids that we were working with. Um, and, uh, and so that was where we first met this family, and I'm just so grateful for this family. I love what God is doing here. Um, I was just thinking this morning, you know, um, we're kind of big believers in, in the power of words, sometimes by accident. And you all ever prayed for something, and then you're like, oops, because it happened, right? Like, you didn't quite know what you were asking for, but you were saying it out loud. And I feel like, you know, um, just every time that those words are spoken out over this church, we call ourselves a house of prayer. We call ourselves a family. It's, it's one of those dangerous prayer things that God is starting to answer. And it doesn't mean that we even know what it looks like or we know how to do it. It means that there's some agreement in this house with some things that God really cares about. And every time we just simply say, yes, we are, God, what you say we are. We want to go, God, where you say we're going. It opens these doors and stuff starts to happen. And and for us, one of those things that's happening is we've been redirected a bit in this season um, The Father's House dream was always about this, that God wants to set the lonely in families, right? Um, And and just in working with lost and broken teens, you begin to realize how important of a gift to the world the family of God is. They need somewhere to come home to. And in this season, we've just really felt redirected to come so into the family, come build that place that the kids are coming home to, and that's really um, what's on our heart with foundations. And... um, um, we'll, we'll announce it a bit at the end, but you can find all the details on Church Center. This isn't really about the details. This is a bit more just about the heart of why are we wanting to bring this to the body as sort of an on-ramp into family, into this strange and supernatural reality of being the family of God. And so we're going to launch out of a verse that really just carries on with the whole theme of the Holy Spirit and what he brings to the church. Um, John chapter 17 Starting in verse 20, I'm going to read it, and then I'm going to ask my wife to pray for us, and we're going to dive in. Um, This is Jesus talking to the Father just as he's about to go to the cross, and he's praying, and he says, Father, I do not ask for these only, but for all of those who will believe in me through their word. And so this prayer carries right down to this moment, this time, you in this room. This is Jesus praying for all who will believe the testimony of Jesus written down by his disciples that they would all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I am in you, that they also would be in us, so that the world would believe that you sent me. And the glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world would know that you sent me and that you have loved them, even as you have loved me. 
Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me would be with me where I am, beholding my glory that you gave me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know that you have sent me. And I have made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I may be in them. So God, we just thank you so much for your presence here in the room. Father, I thank you that you're with us. Holy Spirit, we just welcome you. We just say you're so welcome here. We want you. And so God, right now I, pr I pray for my husband. Father, I pray that you would give him the words that are on your heart. God, that you would come and you would bring breakthrough to hearts today. God, I thank you that you're always wanting to draw us closer to you. And I pray the desires of your heart would be released today. And I bless my husband to be able to speak out the desires of the heart of the Father over every person here. And God, we ask that you would come and bring breakthrough. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, so I just want to start to break this prayer down a bit. But before doing that, I want to step back for a moment a bit and... and uh, that moment where Jesus is beginning to speak to the Father is just as he's on his way to the cross. Right, so John 13, 14, 15, 16, Jesus is in the upper room with his disciples. They're having their last meal together. It's the longest recorded teaching that Jesus gives, and it's all about one thing. I am sending the Holy Spirit, the helper, and here is what he's going to do, and here is what life is going to be like when I send my spirit to dwell in you, when the Father and I come and make, my, come and make our home with you. Right? He's looking to the cross, but he's looking beyond the cross to what the cross is about to purchase for humanity. It would purchase the coming of the Holy Spirit to come and dwell in our hearts to bring us back into relationship with God. And so Jesus spends all this time with his disciples in the run-up to the cross, and his last words, in essence... Right, his, his, his most weighty matter on his heart is this. I want to talk to you all about how you're going to live a new life in me when my spirit comes and lives in you. But then in John 17, they've either left and gone to the Garden of Gethsemane, and this is Jesus praying in the garden, or this is Jesus praying just before they go to the garden. But we get a recorded prayer of the, Jesus talking to the Father, and he's now shifted his focus from how life will be new when the Holy Spirit comes to why the Holy Spirit is coming. And so Jesus, in this moment, about to face the cross, about to face ultimate suffering, about to face separation from the Father, about to face death, he doesn't have his eyes on the cost. He doesn't even have his eyes on the need. You don't see him anywhere talking about how sinful and broken and fallen humanity is, right? He's, he's not headed to the cross with this weight on his heart of, oh, they've ruined it. They messed it up. And now I'm going to have to pay the price to fix it. Jesus heads into the cross with his eyes set on the dream that the Father had before the foundation of the world that he is about to purchase and unlock at the cross. It says, it says in Hebrews, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross and he scorned its shame. 
Right? He goes into the cross with his eyes on the eternal dream of the Father to have a family. The eternal dream of the Father to have relationship with his kids. And so he's looking back to before the foundation of the world, right? Verse 24, he's talking about, Father, I want them to see the glory that you gave me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. He's going back to this moment that you and I don't really remember, right? <laughs> and, and, and it's a moment that we need to remember, for lack of better words, even though we weren't there. Because here's the weird thing about being human is as far as you're concerned, you were always here, right? As far as I'm concerned, I've been here the entire time I've been here, right? Like, there has never been a world without me. I have never known a world without me. But there was a world without me. There was a world without you. There was a world without any of us. There was a world without sin. There was a world without suffering. There was a world without any need for God to be a savior, there was a time where in the beginning, God, yeah. period, full stop. Like we like to rush ahead to God created the heavens and the earth because heavens and the earth is our reality. We kind of want to get to the part of the story that we're in. But in the beginning, God lasted for all of eternity. In the beginning, God for billions and billions of years, the father and the son had a love before the foundation of the world. Before the dream of you, before you were a twinkle in your heavenly father's eye, right? The father and the son had a relationship filled with love, with harmony, with fellowship, with affection, with beauty, with longing, with desire, with sacrifice, with, with grace and fellowship. And everything that love is existed for all of eternity before humanity ever came into being. And so Jesus is hearkening back to the place that the dream of God came from. The dream of family came from something that existed before us. The father looks at the son and says, son, I love you. And I love loving you. And I love being loved by you. And there's nothing more life-giving and more joyful and more precious to me than the love that we have between us. I love watching you love me. And I love seeing you and loving you. And so I've got an idea. Let's make lots of little us's so that I can watch you love them and so that I can see you in them and I can love them. Right? Out, out of the love that came before us, we are born into love. The Father longs for a family. The Father desires a family. Not because he is lacking love, but because he's overflowing with love. And that is so critical to our hearts. I did not have kids because I needed to be loved more, okay? <laughs> if I did, I'm gonna mess up my kids. <laughs> and truth be told, an awful lot of the relationships we're in, that's the reality. Someone loves us because they need to be loved. But that is not your relationship with the Father, and that is not your relationship with his family. We were not born because the Father needed something. We were born because the Father had something. And in having something, the Father says, oh, I desire to give it away. I desire to multiply it. I desire that the love that fills me would be in them and that I myself would be in them. Right? And so Jesus is going to the cross and he's not 
reluctant and hesitant and kind of, gosh, I wish they hadn't made me do this, right? I, I, I wish that humanity hadn't fallen into sin and I didn't need to save them. Jesus is going to the cross and he's looking at the dream the Father had before the foundation of the world and he knows he's entering into a holy moment where the name and nature of the Father as someone who desired to give love from before the foundation of the world is going to be shouted to all of humanity. Here is my heart. I give myself for you and to you. I have enough love for the both of us and I'm going to pour it out for you at the cross. And so I, I love what Aaron was saying at prayer time, right? There, there are schemes of the enemy and they're, they're real and they have wrecked lives and they have caused intense pain. But I love the holy reminder that the Father and the Son have been scheming from before the foundation of the world. They, they have been plotting from before the foundation of the world what they were going to do to you to mess you up, to get your heart to have you get a revelation of the Father and have you brought back home to where you were meant to live so you would discover the love that you were born from and you would be reborn into it. And so here we are walking on this world that we think we were always in and then God interrupts and says, there's an eternal story. Right? God interrupts and says, there's a different story. There's a different place you came from. There is for your life a different foundation, a different starting place, a different reality in which you live, a different family into which you were born. But Jesus in John chapter 1 describes it this way, and we use the words all the time, born again. But Jesus describes it this way in John 1 verse 12. He says, whoever would receive him who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood, nor of flesh, nor of the will of man, but born of God. And so when Jesus is describing born again, here's the reality of born again. You thought that you were born into a set of circumstances, that you were born into a certain family and its certain normals, that you were born into a certain culture and its certain normals. You, you thought that you had a certain family history. You thought that your life came about for a certain set of reasons. Maybe it was an accident. Maybe it was planned. Maybe your parents were thrilled. Maybe they were a mess. You thought that you were born in a certain situation and into a certain story. And Jesus says, think again. Whoever believes in me you're born again into the story that you were actually born into in the first place. You were not born of man. You were not born of circumstances. You were not born American. You were not born rich, poor, whatever. You were not born in a broken family. You were not born in a great family. You were born of the Father for relationship and fellowship with him for all of eternity. And, and, and here's the thing about that. That's awesome, right? I, I, I remember the moment where it first really hit my heart, and I, I believed it for the first time in a little way. I, I, I had this house with this glorious red carpet left for me by the previous owners, and I was on the floor in my bedroom on this red carpet. Like, I was born for love. And it was wrecking my heart, and it was the most joyful thing I have ever experienced. And at the same time, it was the most vulnerable thing that I've ever experienced. How many of you know when you were born the first time, you were a little vulnerable? 
you were a little disoriented, you were a little bit confused about what the heck just happened to you, <laughs> right? Here I am, what is this world? What are these lights? What is this noise? Why am I not just swishing around in darkness anymore, getting fed and having my every need provided to me and it's all warm and cozy and cuddly and there's never anything loud and there's never anything broken and there's never anything crazy and I never experience pain. What is this like? What, what happened? <laughs> and, and guys, the reality is being born again is like the most glorious moment of our lives because we're stepping back into the story we were originally made for. And there is nothing more glorious than being made for a relationship with the living God. But it is the most disorienting thing in your life because all of a sudden you've come out of a world that you had sort of kind of finally got used to and you sort of kindly figured out how to navigate being me. And, and navigate this world full of sin and suffering. And you figured out how to navigate relationships with broken people. And you figured out how to get love when you needed it. You figured out how to protect yourself when you needed to. You figured out how to live in this world. And all of a sudden, you popped out into a new one. <laughs> and sometimes I think we don't prepare people well enough for the reality that being born again is disorienting. We don't prepare people well enough for the reality that genuinely your life starts over. I, I remember hitting a point a, a couple years later, right? Like I, I had this encounter with the love of God. I was like, this is awesome. I'm going to live for love for the rest of my life. And I remember a couple years later being like, I don't know how this works. I can't do this. My, I read the Sermon on the Mount and I'm like, God, I don't even get you. Like what is that? Like, my heart doesn't work that way. I don't feel that way. I don't love my enemies. What does that even mean? And there is a reality that when we're born again, we're genuinely born again. It's not just, hey, you were living life. You kind of had it figured out. Let's improve it a bit by adding relationship with the Holy Spirit. It is everything you thought life was is not what life is. Life is discovering relationship with God by the Holy Spirit. It is our why. It is our reason for existence. It is the reason for the church. It is the reason for the individual believer. It is the reason for humanity. It is why we're here. And so the good news is you were made for it. Right? Genesis 1, 26, 27. In the image of God, he made them male and female. He created them. He made us with the capacity to know him, with emotions, with a heart, with a mind, the ability to discover him, to know him, to fall in love with him. The bad news is you have no idea how to do this. Every relationship, I remember people used to tell me in an attempt to help me because, because I was struggling. I grew up in the church, tried to be a good Christian, you know, I, and I get disrupted by this idea that it's not about being a good Christian, it's about having a relationship with God. And I wanted to know how. And so I would ask people, and they would tell me, it's just like any other relationship. And, and I know what they were after. They were like trying to help my heart like chill out and do the things the normal relationship is. Talk to him, right? But here's the truth. It is, but it isn't. You have never had a relationship like this ever in your life. 
you are completely unprepared for a relationship like this. I remember asking God one time, God, what is it about Jesus loves me that I just can't understand? And he's like, all of it. <laughs> You've never known a person like Jesus ever before in your life. You've never had a love like Jesus ever before in your life. And you've never been the me that I love because you don't even know who you are yet. You're living a me that you formed out of years of painful experiences and walking in a broken world and trying to find me. And there's a different me that starts with his. It starts with I belong to him. And so we are dreaming and believing that God wants to do something and that something is really simple. He wants to relay our foundations. He wants to teach us how to live in his world, how to live in his family, how to live in relationship with him. And it's his job. He does it, right? Our job is to give him space and time and say, God, it's important. I need it. I want to learn how to live in the new world, how to live in this new relationship that I have with you, how to live for the real why, the real meaning, the real purpose of my life. Jesus says in John 17, Oh, Father, the world does not know you, but I know you. And these know that you've sent me, and I've made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you've loved me could be in them, and I myself could be in them. Here's his method for getting us into the life he always created us for. I'm going to speak my name over you again and again and again and again. I'm going to tell you who I am. It's going to go from your head to your heart, and it's going to transform you from the inside out. And when you get transformed from the inside out into who you were always made to be as someone in relationship with me, it'll change how you do relationship with your world, and it'll change how you do relationship with family. Um, so we're going to invite the worship team back up, and because we're out of time, we're just going to pray over you because prayer works. I'm going to have my wife pray over you and, and just have a moment of God coming and doing what he loves to do where he reveals his heart. Um, you can find all the details if you want to be a part of the journey. We love journeying with people. It's what family's for, that together we would discover this thing that we were all made for, that we would do it together as family. Um, it's going to be Tuesday nights starting here in a couple weeks. You can find all the details on the church website or sign up on Church Center. Um, but this morning, let's just sign up again for that journey, whether it's with us on Tuesday nights, whether it's um, just you journeying after God with another group or on your own. But let's sign up for that journey again. Um, so we just want to pray this morning for the Father to just come and reveal himself and touch our hearts. There was, um, there was lots I wanted to say too, but if you want to hear what I have to say, then you have to come to the foundations course. Um, <laughs> um, but um, the truth is, is that um, God spoke what he needed to speak this morning. And so right now, I just want to come into agreement with it. And even if you could, you know, um, the Holy Spirit always, always, always wants to reveal himself. He wants to reveal the Father to us. So even right now, Holy Spirit's here and he's with you. And so we have a chance to make a holy moment with God. So even now, if you could put your hand over your heart and say, Holy Spirit, you're so welcome.
Thanks for listening to today's message. To find out more about who we are, find us on the Church Center app. See y'all next week.